IELTS score. Visit the British Council website today. Bringing hope to many around the globe. Transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensa Otterville. And now, today's Word. There are two very powerful factors that enable each one of us to make progress in life. For everyone who makes progress in life... There are two things that are helping you to make progress. What is pushing you and what is pulling you. We call it the push and the pull factors. What is pushing you and what is pulling you. One pushes you from behind, the other pulls you from ahead. One is what is running after you, the other is what you are running over. Each one of us uh, is running for something. But there is always something that is also running to catch you. So between this week and next week, I'm going to address these two important factors that help us to make progress. And I believe this COVID is part of it. Uh, It's one of the uh, push factors of life that God brings our way to press us to go forward and do exceptional things for him. Uh, You've probably uh, heard about the legend of the lion and the gazelle. If you haven't, I would narrate it to you very shortly. Uh, A gazelle, if you're not familiar, is like an antelope. Um, And there is a legend. uh, We don't know who spoke it, but it's... uh, And it reads, Every morning in Africa, a gazelle wakes up and knows that it must run faster than the fastest lion or it will be killed. Every morning, a lion wakes up and knows that it must run faster than the slowest gazelle or it will starve to death. It doesn't matter whether you are a lion or a gazelle. When the sun comes up, you better start running. And that's what I'm going to uh, allude to uh, or what I'm going to address in my uh, message for this week and next week. Whether you are a lion pursuing something or you are a gazelle running away from something, everybody has to run in order to make movement and progress. So I've titled my message for today, What is Running After You? What is running after you? In other words, what are you running from? What are you fleeing from? Do you feel the pulse of a lion trying to get you? Do you have any sense of need to avoid being caught by something negative? Is there something negative or destructive in your past, in your family, in your own life that you feel if you don't make progress, it will catch up to you and destroy you? Each one of us has a sense of danger. It could be something in your family. It could be something that you've seen happen to other people. 
people who have nothing running after them usually live life without any sense of urgency. They could be very good academically, and yet they have no sense of urgency to do anything significant. They can come from a good family, from a good home, but never do anything significant because they don't have anything that is pushing them from behind to cause them to move. But I trust God that he will help you to position yourself. Even the dangers of your life can become the motivation of your life. What you hate can become your inspiration. What you have seen negatively in your family can be the driving force of your family. To move in life, you must have something that you are so determined to run away from. And so today, my question is, what are you running from or what is running after you? I'm going to talk about four runners in the Bible, four people who run. I hope I can finish all the four. If I don't, I will continue next week. The first one is a lady, and she's called Hagar. And she was a girl or a woman running away from consequences. She was running away from consequences. Her story is in Genesis chapter 16 and verse 6 to 8. So Abraham said to Sarai, Indeed, your maid is in your hand. Do to her as you please. And when Sarai dealt harshly with her, she fled from her presence. Now the angel of the Lord found her by a spring of water in the wilderness, by the spring in the way to Shur. And he said, Hagar, Sarai's maid, where have you come from and where are you going? And she says, I'm fleeing from the presence of my mistress, Sarai. Hagar was running. And what was she running from? She was running from consequences. Somebody say consequences. Consequences are the results of things you have done. Hagar accepted to be part of an arrangement that backfired. She slept with her boss's husband and became pregnant. It seemed like a good deal right from the beginning because it seemed like everybody was on the same page. Sarah was on the page. Abraham was on the page. And it seemed like this is an arrangement that would work. So they said, go ahead and do it. So she slept with her boss's husband. And after that, it changed the whole dynamic of the relationship. She moved from being the most favored staff to the most despised and persecuted staff. Her consequences caught up on her. Now, Hagar thought that she was only a victim of what had happened because she thought, you know, I was asked to do it. So she couldn't understand why you asked me to do something and now you are punishing me from it. It's called consequences. Even if you had permission to do it, if it was wrong, it will catch up on you sometime. And so here she starts running. And this is her life mission. Run as far away from the consequences of your past as you can. And when she ran, she ended up in a dry place. There are people who are running in life. They're trying very hard, hustling very hard. But all they're doing is something happened in their past that they want to leave behind in the past. And that is making them to run. The driving force of their life is to move as far away from the past 
as possible. It could be something you did in school that keeps haunting you. It could be something that happened in your childhood that you're running away from. It could actually even be the home that you came out from that you are so ashamed of. And every waking morning, you want to keep a distance between your past and where you are. And that's what Hagar was running from. Eventually, she ended up in a good place. But her whole life was full of a journey of ending up in desert, in dry places, near misses, almost dying. It ended well, but it was a difficult journey. She was running from the consequences of her past. There are many of us who are like Hagar. Something in the past is trying to catch up with you. And you are determined, I'm not going to let this thing catch up with me. So all you're doing is running. And you're running from consequences. So my question to you, if you are Hagar, what is running after you? What are you running from? It is something from secondary school. Something from primary school. Something from your home. Something from your father. Something from your past that you you did and you just want to make sure it doesn't catch up with you. It keeps you running. It keeps you running. It may get you into a desert, but it will keep you running. So Hagar is the first person we encounter in the Bible running in life. And what she's running from is consequences. The second person, the second runner that I want to introduce you to is a man called Jephthah. Jephthah was running from rejection. She felt the poison of his family coming against him and he started running. His story is in the book of Judges, chapter 11, verses 1 to 3. And this is what it says. Now Jephthah the Gileadite was a mighty man of valor, but he was the son of a halot. And Gilead begot Jephthah. Gilead's wife bought, bought sons. When his wife's sons grew up, they drove Jephthah out and said to him, You shall have no inheritance in our father's house, for you are the son of another woman. Then Jephthah fled from his brothers and dwelt in the land of Tob. And worthless men banded together with Jephthah and went out raiding with him. Interestingly, Jephthah's name means opener. Somebody who opens things. But it looks like his life was closed. He was born out of the wrong circumstances. He didn't choose it. It wasn't like Hagar, who was a participant in the process. Jephthah was no participant. There was a decision made by his father he had no clue of. His father was married, a married man, and the father went out of his marriage and went to a prostitute. I'm not sure uh, whether there was any form of protection at that time, but the uh, dalliance with a prostitute ended up in pregnancy, and out of that came Jephthah. So he gets born, and one day he realizes, I'm born from a mistake. My father made a mistake, went to the wrong kind of woman, and gave back to me. And there are people who are born out of such circumstances. You are not a mistake, but the circumstances were a mistake because God never makes mistakes with people he creates, but the circumstances 
are a mistake. So, as the children grew up, the other sons, the missus's children, said to Jephthah, Listen, you have no inheritance in this family. You are not part of this family. You don't belong to us because our father made a mistake, went to a prostitute. Your mother is the wrong kind of woman to give birth to a woman. So you have no inheritance here. And he started running. What was he running from? From rejection. A sense that he doesn't belong. And there are many Jephthahs in this world who are running because they feel a sense of rejection. They feel the world has rejected them. Their home has rejected them. Friends have rejected them. People don't respect them. And so they are running. And Jephthah started running. And when he ran, the Bible says he banded together with worthless men. In other words, people who are as rejected as he felt. He made company with them and they went about raiding. But the first description of Jephthah before his problems pop up is that he's a mighty man of valor. In other words, this is a courageous man. He's a man of potential, but he suffers rejection. And the rejection is driving him to the wrong crowd. And there are many people running in life. They get up in the morning, they are hustling and they are running and they are doing all kinds of stuff. And you ask them, what are you doing? What problem are you trying to solve? It's simply because somewhere in their past, it's a rejection. So sometimes when people are in the state of Jephthah and they start running... They go against the expected norms. They develop, quote and unquote, a bad boy image or a bad girl image for themselves. They only want to go against society, family, friends, authority figures who have rejected them. The only thing is that for anything they do, Although they say they are doing it against a family, they're always looking to that same place for approval. They're looking to the people who rejected them for approval. Now, if you know the story of Jephthah, he became a bad boy. And then his people got into trouble. And they called him to come and lead them. This is the man they rejected, the stone that the builders rejected has now become the head of the corner. But his sense of rejection never stopped. He was still running. He was trying to achieve something with his life, but he always felt he didn't belong. So when they were going into battle, he made a rush, unexpected, undemanded promise to God. God, if you give me victory, I will sacrifice anything that pops out of my house to you. And when he went to victory, the first thing that pops out of his house to come and celebrate him is his daughter. He had to sacrifice his daughter, his family for his achievement because he felt rejected. The sad thing with people who are running from rejection is they end up hurting a lot of people and destroying a lot of people and destroying even the people they love because they never feel accepted. But it keeps them running. It keeps them running. Jephthah was a runner, and he was running away from rejection. I don't know whether that is your story. 
It doesn't mean you may not become great. As a matter of fact, some of the people who achieve the greatest in life are the most insecure people. Because very secure people don't move. They are happy. They never do anything. That's why when you look at most families, the first generation that came out of hardship becomes successful. Their children who enjoy the success are not able to replicate the success because there is nothing running after them. They have nothing that makes them wake up to start running. They always feel life will be good. Everybody needs something to run after them. But you have to be careful where it will chase you to, which is what I'm going to talk about uh, next week. Hagar was running from consequences. It made her active. It made her want to achieve something. Jephthah is running from rejection. It made him want to do something with his life. But the rejection was the driving force of his life. For people like Jephthah, in any effort they make, they take unnecessary risks. They put everything on the line just to succeed. The Jephthahs of this life end up succeeding, but in the process, they also destroy people dear to them, like Jephthah destroyed his daughter. My question to you, what is running after you? When you get up in the morning and you go to work or you're busy, or you, you go into business. What is the thing that is pushing you to do that? Is it because you are running from the consequences of your past? Or you're running from rejection? Third runner. The third runner. Quite a number of runners in the Bible. Third runner. David. David was not running from consequences. He was running from evil conspiracies. He felt the weight of a whole political system coming against him and it made him run. Anytime David got up, he had to run and he was running from an evil trap that has been set for him. People who wanted to get him. First Samuel chapter 19 verse 18 and 19 and we read these words. So David fled and escaped and went to Ram, to Samuel at Ramah and told him all that Saul had done to him. He and Samuel went and stayed in Naoth. Now it was told Saul, saying, Take note, David is at Naoth in Ramah. David was thrust into leadership at a very young age. Very talented young man. Talented musician. Talented fighter, warrior. A very passionate man, very sensitive man. He had all the goods together. One moment he was a shepherd and the next moment he was in the king's palace, married to the king's daughter. It looked like all of a sudden he had broken through. But when you rise that quickly in life and you are that talented, you're going to have people wanting to destroy you very early. So very early in his life, as innocent as he was, he realized that he had become the target of the king and palace conspiracies. And he had to run from the king 
who is intent on taking his life. And there are runners like that. Many of us are running because we feel somebody is out to get us. You are talented, you are gifted, and somebody is determined to kill you before your time. And I'm not talking about witchcraft killing, which is the one you don't even have to be afraid of. It is feely, feely killing when somebody really wants to do you in. Somebody wants to destroy you. Somebody is fighting against you. Somebody is running after you because you are gifted, you are talented, you have risen very high, and they want to stop you from rising. And they set their eyes on you to destroy you. And that is what caused David to run. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebe, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otebe. Email otterville at centralgospel.com or call plus 233-302-688-000.